Hi, I'm Matty, and this is the third episode of my Complex Stranger podcast. In each episode of this podcast, we listen to a stranger talking about the story of their lives. We also share a portrait of them to see how much listening changes our first impression of them. One of the main reasons that dragged me toward learning photography was my inability to see the beauty around me. I was so jealous of my friends when we used to walk in a historical district of the city and they could identify the most beautiful houses where I completely missed them until my friends pointed them out. This happened over and over until I decided to act on it. I heard that photography would be a great practice to see the beauty around me and it was actually the right thing to do. Practicing to detect eye-catching scenes and learning compositions made me see better and ultimately enjoy my life more than ever. But the beauty around us is not limited to nice buildings or George Clooney. There are different types of beauty. The beauty that we see, like Penelope Cruz. The beauty that we feel like a hug from the loved one. The beauty that we smell, like the unforgettable smell of one's mother and the beauty that we hear. To comprehend all kinds of beauties, one need practicing, like me trying photography to be able to see better. In order not to take the beauty for granted, we should do it consciously. My Complex Stranger podcast targets the type of beauty that we miss with not listening. We have twice as many ears as mouth. We need to listen more than talking to be able to see the beauty hidden in people. In this episode, we listen to Anna. You can find her portraits in the description of this podcast. Enjoy getting to know her. My name is Ana Belen, Borghiem, all long, typical Spanish. <laughs> I was born in South of Spain, in Sevilla, but my parents moved to Canary Islands because my dad thought Canary Islands would be better regarding jobs. And basically, he told my mom, if you don't come with me and kids, then I will not send you any money. Yeah, so my mom was forced to move to Canary Islands and during her whole life, she was feeling, she was trapped, like in jail, you know, like in a cage. Yeah. Because it's an island and it's um, water, you know, so mm. she didn't want to be there. But she's still there, though, oh. after all these years. Um, so, yeah, I moved to Canary Islands when I was around two and two and a half. And we had nothing. <laughs> like, my dad promised my mom, like... He's gonna give a house with furniture, like everything, like typical, you know, when you move to a place yeah. where your husband is supposed to, you know, um, find all, yeah, provided, find all those things. And it turned out that he had nothing. He didn't find, he didn't find a flat or no furniture and no nothing. So for a couple of months, we needed to sleep in the mattress on the floor until yeah. we started to find, you know, I mean, to buy furniture. And yeah, my dad, if I talk about him, he was barely in my childhood. They got separated, not divorced at that time. And yeah, my mom was working for 16 hours a day. So 
so yeah i grew up with my brother and sorry if i'm crying <laughs> it's normal i mean i don't tell to people so much but yeah like my whole childhood i was just with no my dad like he was not there and my mom i barely saw her and she was just i mean we were growing up and like at the age around five or six she was basically giving some money for us to go to buy like some food at the at the bar or restaurant and yeah i mean she was coming home like late at night and all the lights were on sometimes the, even the main door was open because we were kids we were just playing mm. and we had the school uniform and everything so that was pretty much my childhood and then my mom someday thought like oh there is like this father parent part missing in this mm. family so i will try to find a guy to like cover this missing part of my kids and i know she tried to do her best but it got even worse oh. yeah so when i was around eight to 13 years old more or less so during this time um she was with the guy and it turns out she didn't know at the beginning and it turned out this guy was kind of psycho he was taking medicines and yeah he when i was around 10 to 13 he started to come to my bed every night like he didn't do anything like physically but yeah he was touchy person and when i was 13 i had a boyfriend at the time i talked to him and he immediately hung up the phone call and we were talking on the phone and he called my mom and said listen this is what's happening and why I didn't say to my to my mom was basically because he was saying if I say something, she he's gonna kill my mom, my brother. So for these three years, I was kind of, I mean, from ten to thirteen years old, I was kind of suffering this thing, like yeah, not saying anything. And yeah, like a part of that drama in my life school was amazing i mean i had my friends and in spain we go until sixth grade it's which is until 11 years old and then you go to high school 11 or 12. so i had my friends in school in primary school and i wanted to you know after primary school i wanted to jump into high school but at that time i was kind of struggling a little bit with maths because mm -hmm. I mean, no one was there to help me, I will say. And as my brother and I had plenty of time after school, we didn't have someone to tell us, you have to do homework and you have to do this and that. So yeah, I was struggling. My mom said, oh, you're not prepared to go to high school. So she forced me to repeat one course. And I felt like I was losing my whole friends. And after that, wow. I started to change my mind in a bad way. Like, oh, you forced me to repeat this course. Okay, it's okay. So I did this whole year. And when I went to high school, I just felt like, I'm not gonna study. You forced me to do something I didn't want to. So yeah, and that's how my drama related to studies started. I started to chill, like to go in back to high school because my mom was not at home she needed to work a lot and 
yeah, skipping lessons or skipping、mm. days in high school or just sitting on the backside and kind of falling asleep or just having fun with my friends. And yeah, when I was sixteen, after repeating courses, I quit. I decided like not to study anymore, and I think for two years I was just waking up at twelve in the morning and going out with my friends outside the park. I have never smoked any、mm. or you know take any kind of drugs, but just chilling with friends. You know they did of course, but for me was I had enough with my mom. She smokes a lot, and when I was eighteen. You know, I was jumping from a relationship to relationship. I lost my virginity when I was fourteen, so pretty young, I would say. One month after I turned fourteen, yeah, <laughs> so kind of regret my decisions at the time. So yeah, I had a relationship when I was around seventeen, and it turns out like we were fighting. I, it was a very toxic relationship, and. At some point, I don't know what happened to be honest, but he and his friend wanted me to. Th- they want me to think that I was kind of crazy, like literally schizophrenia or something, and they were calling my mom saying like I'm somewhere, and I said I want I'm gonna commit suicide and all this shit, and I was just like full of drama on my head and. That day, I just wanted to go for a walk, and the police came to me. They found me, and I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. I just went for a walk because there is a lot of drama with this guy. So they took me to hospital. I needed to sleep at the hospital. They put me, I don't know, a kind of medication, and I told my mom like, there's a lot of shit going on here in this island because、uh, people were getting crazy. I mean, I love the islands. It's nice. People are friendly. But at that time, I don't know what happened in my life. So I told like I don't want to live in Canary Islands anymore. I want to go with my grandpa to Seville, to India.、Mm-hmm. So I bought the ticket when I was eighteen, and I just moved with my grandpa. My grandpa is a nice guy, but he had. Well, he was sorry. He was a nice guy,、uh, but he had a very you know、um, old mentality. Like, woman has to be at home、mm. before the sun sunset is you know. So, luckily, I found the job. It was like a commercial. It's this word like knocking the door and saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna change your electricity," you know, from this company to another one. So I stayed for almost a year working on that thing. I moved to another part of、uh, Spain for like six months. So I experienced what is like having flatmates and sharing room <laughs> and a lot of dramas. Well, I really loved that experience. And but after that, you know, after the six months, I was kind of tired. You know, going to knocking door all the time. After six months, that I moved、uh, to another city、mm-hmm. in Spain. I mean. So after that, I decided to go back to my grandpa,、oh. and at the time I was meeting my cousin like a lot. She was studying、um, French philosophy, and I just visited the university where she was studying. So at that moment, I realized I cannot go anywhere in this world without studies, like、mm-hmm. not even、um, high school diploma. 
So after that, I decided to go back to Spain and I went to this high school for uh, adults. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there is something in English. So it took two years uh, to finish it. And in the meantime, I was working as a receptionist in a hostel. And it was nice at the moment, at, at the time. But at some point, you know, like earning 500 euro for working eight hours, it was like, yeah, that's more or less the situation in Spain, in general. Oh, okay. So, yeah, thanks to finishing my uh, diploma, my high school, um, I studied for during 10 days to get, um, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, you prepare yourself to go to, to have a Ausbildung or study to get a job. I don't know mm -hmm. um, the English. I was studying 10 days to for to, a test. To, uh -huh, to enter. To enter, to study uh, like um, like Ausbildung in Germany. <laughs> mm. um, so it took, it took one and a half year. I passed. I studied hotel management and... Um, yeah, and then we needed to do uh, internship. I mean, we could either stay in the island, as many people did, you know, to do um, to practice in the hotel. But there was also like uh, Erasmus, you know, this um, internship program. And everyone wanted to go to Portugal or to I don't know somewhere close to Spain. And I said I want to go to Germany, and they said, oh, but. Maybe your German level is not enough. And I said, yeah, I don't care. I want to go to Germany. <laughs> Opportunity, Germany. <laughs> yeah. uh, wh when did you study German? Or did you study German before? Yeah, I'm just jumping like so much. Ah, okay. yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, I, started, I studied um, for one and a half year. Like just basic German A1. And when I was studying hotel management, we had English and German, but it was just German for hotels. And in Spain, right? In Spain, sorry, mm -hmm. yeah, in Spain. And when we needed, we needed to do interviews uh, for this internship program. Mm -hmm. And there was a German lady, and she yeah. spoke to me in German because yeah. she knew I was interested in to come here to Germany. And of course, my grammar and ev everything I wanted to say was very rough, like so bad. But I was understanding her. So she said, you will struggle a little bit, too, you know, once you go to Germany. But I think you can understand pretty okay what I'm saying. So, yeah, I will consider you as a person who wants to go as an internship. So, yeah, thanks to that. And also I needed to... <laughs> study hard you know to get the certificate so thanks to that uh, I'm here so yeah I did my internship for five months and I have to say when I came here I thought uh, I was my German was pretty okay but asking people and trying to speak German with people makes me realize that I need nothing <laughs> so so yeah I started I did my five months internship and after that, I wanted to stay in Germany because I thought this is amazing. People are amazing. I thought at the time, <laughs> people still okay, but now <laughs> I know Germans in Germany. And yeah, so I started to apply um, to work here in Germany, and I worked for one whole year in a hotel. And 
me personally, I didn't have any racist moment, but I heard comments like, let's say, a situation where at the reception all of them are German except me. I mean, they were German. They're still yes. alive, but you know, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I won't say it was racist or anything, but every time they needed to talk, I was mm -hmm. also receptionist, but. They were making a kind of a circle Sir. to talk and I was kind of apart, you know, mm. on the backside. And I was like, oh, I'm here, <laughs> you know, or comments like this stupid uh, Ausländer, you know, um, not German people. And there are so many people from East Side, I will say. They were saying like, oh, these people, uh, why are they like this and that? Uh, this stupid uh, foreigners. But not you, not you. We're not talking about you. I'm like, yeah, but you're talking about foreigners, so I'm included. <laughs> you know, even though if you don't refer to me, it affects me. And then, um, I mean, this happened like two, three times. And I told them like, I will say like 85% of workers in, the ho in this hotel are, you know, Auslander, foreigners. And they're like, yeah, but we don't mean them, you know, we mean all this. I'm like, that's so stupid. And I have heard also comments, uh, German people say like, um, this Turkish people, but referring to in general. Yes. And yes. that's not nice because, you know, I'm also a foreigner and I don't feel comfortable by hearing this comment. It doesn't matter where people come from, you know, they come What? for a reason. Yeah. Okay. I think like, I mean, this category of people are always there, right? Yeah. Okay. Consider the hotel that you're working so if the foreigners are not there so who's gonna come and stay in a hotel so they're gonna make money or yeah. if Turkish people didn't come here to work you couldn't build such a country yeah. if you as a Spanish person didn't come here to contribute you spend a year and a half in Spain studying German if that's not contributing in German language to keep it alive yeah really what is it then i mean that's a major contribution to german culture yeah and then you come here and then your work whatever you do that's a major contribution in the culture in society german society is old yeah so yeah. they do not have labor like when i'm saying labor like generally the the young people that actually start working. So if you don't have that, you don't have industry. You don't have a tourism industry. You have nothing, right? So yeah. if, first of all, if you allow foreigners to come, it means that they have something. As you said, if you didn't have your diploma, they wouldn't allow you, yeah. right? They wouldn't let you to come here. So when you come here, it means that you're eligible. You, you give something. Still, world is not in the situation to say okay i don't care just come here use our resource and enjoy yeah it's not like that you come here because you make a contribution you, you make a difference yeah, yeah. i think that's totally. that's just that's just obvious i mean when they say yeah turkish people i mean they're the people that that they had a major impact in this country and i don't know they're these are all these are always there and they will always be there it happened as well in Spain like Spain is a very racist country with especially with like black people and Latino 
you know, because they think they are coming to take the money. And I'm also a person who have made uh, this kind of hard black jokes about it. But it's not like I say to people. I mean, I've been saying this kind of jokes with people that are from Latin America. And they laugh about everything. Comments like, oh yeah, you guys come here. Uh, I mean, to Spain to um, find these old people and take their money and stuff like that. And my best friend from Colombia said, yes, because you invade us. So now it's our turn to time to take the money back. You know, that kind of jokes. But not to people. You know, but I have heard like very disrespecting uh, words to refer a person from Latin America and Spain and in Germany I feel the same you know when they say like uh, cockroach as a Auslander that's so that's so bad you know I, I really don't like that and also experience of, and talking about the hotel um, my German is I mean I'm still learning German is not good as a native speaker of course and I think it will never be unless mm. I I don't know, I've spent 60 years here and it will never be, like, as a native. And having a problem, me trying to explain it as good as I could, and the person just looked at me, like, from up to down and again up and said, like, do you have any German colleague that I can speak to? And my manager behind me in back office saying, like, I think you have understood everything she was saying. And he's like, no, la, la, la. And my colleague was saying the same thing I was saying, but maybe with more proper German words and no mistakes. And the guy is still complaining. And a German person was saying the same I was saying with my words. <laughs> but the guy understood. As I do with my mom, I do it every single day. She has a very strong depression. Like she's taking pills mm. and she has also like some healthy um, talking about problems in her body. And she takes a lot of pills and she's alone at home my brother I have a brother my brother is you know not living with her mm. even though he lives in the same island it takes time because he lives in a little village a little bit far uh-huh and he doesn't visit her at all oh, okay. uh, not, at, uh, not maybe once every three four months I would I say and I'm a woman you know my mom she's alone and she called me yeah so in a way of course, I miss visiting her, but in a way, I'm happy that I'm able nowadays to, to see her, you know, no, video calling. Nowadays, we have the opportunity. It's the same what I say to my partner. Like, well, you know where he comes from, from Japan. And I told him, did you talk to, to your parents? No, it's been a week. Have you ever do video call with them? No, it's fine. Just phone call. It's like what if you're not able to see them anymore why don't you call yes. them more often and these things you know it's just enjoy the time as much as you can now even though if you cannot see them because they are in japan but you know at least at least a message like hey i'm doing well or my life is going great what about you guys you know it's as i said i don't know in other countries but talking about my experience and in my country um People tend to say, oh yeah, I love, let's say, my mom, my dad, but you never go to visit them, you never call them, you never say I love you, and you never hug. And then when they pass away, they go to cemetery and they put flowers. Oh, I miss, I miss him, I miss her so much. How can you be so hy hypocrite? Hypocrite? Yeah. 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 That when he, she was alive, you never visit him or her. Yes. 
and now you're putting flowers you spend you're wasting your money and time in something that it's just a body you know the soul is not there anymore like why are yeah. you wasting money you could have buy flowers when he or she was alive yes and that's what i think like my brother as i said you know he but he's also a guy and i'm like oh yeah guys but no it shouldn't be like that and for There's me it's like my mom needs something needs help needs, because not i mean she was as i said she was working so much and but most of the time um it was like not um eight hours in a contract it was maybe less and due to that uh now she has problem by earning money as she cannot work anymore or she's not earning enough money and i told my mom like if i have to change my job if i have to if i need to earn more money in order to send you money so you can you know have a decent time i will do that i don't mind eating let's say instead of two meals one meal so i can help her it's my mom she raised me she was working 16 hours for feeding us you know to have a decent life and that's one of the reasons why i came to germany like in spain i had nothing and some people is like i will say a person i know i don't want to say names i show my bank account with the money i had and it was nothing and i'm 26 and the person said how can you have nothing like you are this age and i said i come from a place where i had nothing my parents had nothing so coming to germany was a privilege to me you know to earn some money and make a life and if i have to help them i can help them so i'm so proud about it yeah i just made my mind like i might want to be this kind of person I don't know if another country happens, but related to my friends in Canary Islands. Uh, do I want to be that kind of person that doesn't want to study, just want to chill, hang out, smoke weed or whatever, you know? Or do I want to be a person that can get study, can study, have a job? It doesn't have to be like not becoming rich, but a decent job where I can help my family, you know, I want to be that kind of person, it doesn't matter how long it takes, but I want that, I don't want to be a person that have a shitty job, sadly, and, you know, have debts and all these things, because my mom has debts already, so I don't want to be like that, I want to help them, so yeah, I'm that kind of person, so I made my mind, I changed it, and I said, okay, what do I need to do in order to get this, this and that? And that's how I started. Like at first, I need, you know, my diploma, you know, and then study for something that, because I thought if I have to come back to Spain, because my idea was not staying in Spain. I, my mom knows that. Like, first I have my, uh, I will say my desire to move to UK. I don't know why, but I was like, I want to learn uh, English like so much and go there and live there. I cannot stand anymore in Spain. I feel like it doesn't fit me. It, it mm. doesn't fit me anymore. And at some point, I changed, you know, UK for Germany. And yeah, I thought like, if I have to come back to Canary Islands, what do I need to get a job? Canary Islands tourists, Germans, mm. and Germans get upset if you don't speak German in Spain. In Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing. But yeah, so yeah, German, Germany. I will go to Germany to, in order to learn German, <laughs> and that's how. Yeah, another reasons you know I came not just because of job, and more better opportunities. It's also 
you know, in case I have to go back, at least I have the language. And I cannot stand with people who think like, you know, you have a problem and you tell this person and the person instead of like, I'm so sorry for you, uh, how can I help you? Or, you know, trying to make you feel better. It's more like I have this problem and the person replied, oh yeah, I have this problem too. Or my life is even worse and this and then I'm like, you know, listening to me. Like, you cannot empathize with me. Like, how sad it is, you know, you just think about yourself, not other people. And it's fine for those who think like that, you know, maybe they, they might have a lot of money or they will have a lot of money and they will have a very nice house and car and everything. But in the end, as you said, maybe they become old and they have no one. For me, I'm more a person that I love sharing. I don't care how much money I earn because money comes and goes. So I don't mind spending my money in something that might help someone to make it feel better or that is having a really bad moment, you know? Yeah, And exactly. I do believe in karma, you know, what I do now, it will be reflected in the future. It might never happen, but just in case, you know, you, you never know. And I'm also a person that thinks, you know, like there are different ways, you know, different r routes. And you always decide which one to take. It might be a good option or it might be bad, but you learn from them. So yeah. the decisions I'm making now will affect my future. It's the same with food, friendship, and jobs, and etc. So for me, and I think I'm a very sensitive person you know sen sensible sensible person like i see people um i don't know hugging or telling a story and i do cry and my boyfriend is like oh why are you crying right now and like because i just feel like you know i'm a very emotional person and and if, or if i see people crying i will cry as well it's just because i feel like i can empathize with the person and with the person's problems or struggling or happiness you know yes and by talking with you of course i cry because i'm a sensitive person and but i feel good about telling my story as well and plus i'm a person that you see me like happy and smiley and all those things but i have my insecurities as well you know i always think because of my acne my pimples and everything i had i was a little bit bullied to do that in primary school not in high school and of course I feel like less gorgeous or you know oh I have stretch marks or I feel chubby like on my legs or I feel like I'm less than other people but I don't know I, maybe it's a problem that I had in my childhood due to all mm -hmm. those things and also this guy who was going on my bed and these things you know this like saying Like, you would be mine forever. And, you know, and yeah. like, if you say something to your mom or your brother, I will kill them. And, you know, these insecurities may, might have appeared. But it doesn't mean like I'm gonna be less personal. You know, I don't know. Maybe I should go to psychology. <laughs> or maybe I'm just crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> no, you have great say. friends to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you're you. I mean, yeah, but you talked about money, right? So, of course, money cannot bring you security, right? Yeah. If you don't, if you have like worlds of money and you cannot talk these stuff to your people that listen, not say, yeah, no, my life is worse than you, haha, ha, I win. 
Yeah, right? it's like we're talking about me right now. Like, why do you compare lives? Yeah. You know, just listen to me and maybe later or other day or when you have a problem, I can listen to you. But I have a problem. I'm waiting. I'm expecting you to listen and maybe give me your advice. But at the same, but that's also like a very thin line because some people think like they can give you advice you know because of their experience but maybe they have never experienced yeah and people tend to think like oh i have i have had a very shitty life and my life was the worst i have heard comments people i'm not gonna mention like i was earning okay amount of money when i was working at the hotel and coming from a place where i had nothing my parents gave me nothing if i'm earning okay money Of course, I want to save, but at the same time, it's like I have one year contract. They might, you know, they might fire me. You know, Corona thing came. Yeah. But having nothing, of course, I want to travel to countries that are next to Germany. And I want to try food. I want to go to restaurants. I need to buy maybe clothes for winter in Germany because I'm Canadian. Like, there's no real winter. Or, I don't know, just enjoying you know having this money and of course it would be really amazing if i could have saved more money but i enjoy it you know and as i said money comes and goes like mm -hmm. right now i'm earning like 550 euro less than i was earning before but i'm happy right like right now as I said, it's not my dream job what i'm doing but As I told you, you know, working Monday to Friday and at 12.30 I'm free. I have my whole day. I have weekends. It's amazing. That's right amazing. now I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm on this time of my life where I want to move together with my partner and having kids and all those things. But if I really think about it, it's like, oh, I have no time for studying and raising a kid and, I, I don't know, buying furniture for a house. And it's like, at the same time, I feel like, It will fit, you know, when you really think like, oh, when I can put like having kids in my life, then you will think like, oh, I never have, to, I will never have time to have the time to raise or to have kids. I mean, this just comes and you adapt yourself of to course. the situation. Right. And it's sad when people had a good life and I mean, their parents were well, you know, they had enough money to raise their kids. And they don't think about these things. But for me, coming from nothing, yes. I see it. And I do not complain about these things. Not like, oh, I'm not earning enough money. I cannot, I don't know, save money. I don't know. You know, I don't even know what I'm saying. But, you no, know. I understand. <laughs> you have to lose it yeah. in, order to, in order to not take it for granted, right? What you listened to was the third episode of my Complex Stranger podcast. Now you can go back to the portrait attached to this episode and see if you feel closer to Anna. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends and your loved ones.